We are on Berachas Hatayra, page Tzadik Gimel, uh, from Perkavi, Marachas HaTorah. And after we had the whole Marachas Adam, saying that a person is the, uh, the, the center and the focus of Avoda, so we, we went into Marachas HaTayra. And uh, the, the first thing we talked about is the idea that in order to, to engage Tyra, so then a person has to kind of take their own Nagias out of the mix. They're clogging up the, the pipe. We just had the Gemara Psachim that, you know, some surefire segulas in order to forget your Tyra and to not be attached to it are either Gaiva or Kas, right? You are Kas, some, something where instead of his batlas, a person is injecting their own. Uh, their own nagias and their own personality and perspective into it, so that that def, you know intrinsically takes out if Tyra's MS. So anything that you're adding to it, that would, which is why a person has to work on midos, because what midos do is it kind of cleans out that pipe. Mm-hmm. And we said we said that Tyra offers somebody it's an oilam borer. We live in a world of erchin, a world of values, where you can have a stamp collection and a used stamp is worth more than a fresh stamp, right? People value things based on appearance or money or whatever other values, but, uh, but it's only somebody who's a Tamil Chacham, somebody who uses Torah values or true values, that's what, that's what really ultimately establishes, uh, establishes true value. And then last week we started talking about Eish Das, that, that through Torah we are able to access, uh, even though sometimes seemingly the Shaklavataria might be detailed or mundane or, you know, really very almost like minutia, but by, by understanding the methodology of, of Sugiz and the methodology of Torah, we're able to work our way backwards and understand, you know, a, a godly way of perspective of looking at the world. So he says, Berachas HaTayra, page Sadek Gimel. So he says, Amadnu Adko, we spoke until now. We spoke until now. Al Kama Bachina Shel Torah. A lot of different aspects. Right, which we said on page Pedalid that it's an uh, he, he brought a uh, Gemara, but he says It's a world of, of closeness and attachment that the uh, says and he, he, he goes into Torah's uh, able able to connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and to connect ultimately to himself. Shehu gam oilam barur. It's a world of clarity. Adsha klal Yisrael nikra al yada bara kachama. Till klal Yisrael is labeled with uh, with the term of clarity. Eish das beetzem ha mitzvah gonos noyam elyon said that the the etzem mitzvah is white fire, so to speak. It's it's beetzem chesed and pleasantness and and noyam. But on the other hand, tzuras ha mitzvah hirishima vuaris ubrura. There's also a structure to it. Tyras chesed v'tyras v'tyras ms biyachad. He says, uh, interestingly, in a different context, Revolvi, if you've ever had, if you've ever seen the uh, planting and building sefer, right? Uh, it's uh, yes. sefer and chinuch, zriyo binyan bechinuch. But uh, one of the things that he says, he's talking in whatever context he's talking, but this dynamic of uh, of uh, he says. Uh, 
he says, if I build a child and help him acquire milas, but I don't relate to his koach tzmich, he's saying that every person has their own individuality. You're not just trying to stunt a person's growth or shove them into a box of structure because a person needs to have autonomy and develop and learn how to use their bechira. But in a certain way, it's controlled chaos, right? Because if you don't provide any structure, so then uh, you know, what are you going to have? You can have a, a, an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old living their life based on based on the perspective of a nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know, one time I was, I think I was telling my mother-in-law, whatever, you know, it was one of my kids. She said, well, they didn't want to go to sleep. I said, you know, if, if, if I was interested in a three-year-old deciding how, whether or not they wanted to go to sleep, then I wouldn't have needed you to babysit. I would have just left them home. Yeah, she loved that. To your yeah, we get along great. She says, if I build the child and help him acquire Milas, but I don't relate to his Kaya Chatzmicha, the growth potential, then his Kaya Chatzmicha will sw- slowly wither and the child will be a robot. He'll do what he's told, but he won't possess any internal vitality. And when the child matures, even so, right, he will continue to do what he must, but he won't possess any individual initiative, since initiative flows from a koach atzmicha, and essentially what will be left is a robot. And if we allow the child to, uh, and we, we quoted before the Chovetz HaTalmidim, who said also, Chinuch doesn't mean discipline so that you could force them to do what you want. Chinuch means setting the person up so that he will engage in the role for which he's designed. If you're just able to force a person into a box, mm-hmm. then you haven't trained him or set the kid up, him or her up for anything. You've just, you, you've just basically forced them into a box until essentially they're free. Interestingly, Rabbi Yaakov, has a Rabbi Yechiel Yaakovson has a Sefer and Chinuch. One of the things that he says, uh, different people have different approaches to this, but he's talking actually about rewards. So he says in a different context that when you get rewarded for something, so then, you know, the work is the negative and the, and the reward is the positive. You're working in the coal mine, right, for $10 an hour. So that means that if theoretically I could not have to work in order to make the $10, then it means the $10 is what I'm after and the work is not valuable in its own right. So he actually suggests that by a person rewarding somebody for learning, what you're really doing is also instilling an attitude that there's nothing necessarily intrinsic important about the learning other than it's a hechetimtza to get the dollars. So you think that you're fostering an attitude of using the dollar or the candy. Okay, there's, there's other, there's other like approaches and, and, and you have to know exactly how he says it. The Rambam already in uh, Hakdam, the Rambam talks about giving raisins and nuts and training certain behaviors. But either way, a person has to be cognizant about the difference between training behaviors in Hargol and also establishing a perspective uh, you know, in, in an approach. And he says on the other hand, if you allow the child to sprout and grow without building him, the result is a wild man. Right. If, you, if we build the child without relating to his koach, but smicha, we turn him into a robot. So you need both. You have to build while also cultivating the spiritual potential. So you see already this dynamic and this back and forth where you have structure, but you also have a person could be a big Baal Chesed and it could lead to, lead to Taweva. And a person could be structured into MS and all of a sudden they could end up, they could end up leading someplace where Batsem, it's not in line with Torah ideals and, and they're not, the Gemara calls the Chassid Shaiter or something, somebody that didn't want to save a woman because, right. you know, they, even though it's Pikuach Nefesh, so, but you know, but you can't do something that's not Sneas. So a person needs to understand and, and need to find a, a Yichud between these things. It's clarity. 
It's MS. We said, like, you know, clarifying the pieces from the orange juice. You're taking, you're taking what belongs and you're separating, you're defining what's important, you're defining priorities, what's Iker, what's Tafel, right? The, like the uh, Ramchal says in the beginning of Derech Hashem, that you can't just have a garden of wild growth. What's the cause and what's the effect? What's the general rule and what's the specific? And then you can come to an approach and a clarity. In every phenomenon in the world, uh, so then you have to uh, you have to understand. So he says, This is this is uh, an important point, and I'll mention something that's similar but uh, but different. This is not b'diavad. It's not like a kaddish baruch who wanted to create a world, and unfortunately he ended up with like a bunch of junk mixed in. So b'diavad, we have to engage in this process of clarity because really we wouldn't have it at all. Because there's negative stuff in the world, so then we have to be mavar and clarify. Elizuya bria lechatchila. This is the bria, the avoda of. We'll, we'll talk soon. Why did I, he's going to say? I will. We'll speak in a second. Now metzia zu beiruzeh hemet aboris baruchas olam v'yeshidai lishal mayatachlus because I wanted Hashem wanted this way. So that's a separate question about the avoda of why why there's going to be you know giloy ar comes mitaychayshech. We already spoke out in other contexts. I could tell you something that's a truth. We spoke about the difference between the first matan taira and then by Purim is coming up. Yeah. Right, when when the the, the idea of, of seeing the MS and understanding that MS is not just true, it's 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 muhruch. It has to be the truth because there's no other possibilities. It's interesting, Rabbi uh, Tatz. He he has a similar chapter to this in in a couple of different uh, in a couple of different places. But but uh, the general idea of of uh, of uh, of of Rutz that that there's cycles to things. So he just says, but he just uses like almost like a similar lushan. He says there's a deep, he talks about getting high and staying high. He has a very similar chapter and I think in like Living Inspired or someplace. He talks about in a couple of places. This is actually uh, the Dinking Jewish Teenager's Guide to Life. So he has the chapter almost a teenager. Getting high and staying high. Yeah, it's not for, it's not for our teenagers. It's for like, you know, right, intellectual like PhDs, you know, 15, 18 year olds going on PhD. He says there's a deep secret in understanding it can change your life. If you try to go through life without knowing it, it will guarantee disappointment and understanding it well can change potential disaster into happiness because what he says is, you know, a person has kind of a boost and they're inspired and then all of a sudden they start engaging a project and things all of a sudden they lose clarity and things seem so hard and, and they just seem to be not be getting anywhere and he, he, he goes through a bunch of examples both in contemporary kind of life and also in Ruchnius, you know, he says when you're teaching a kid to, uh, you know, to walk, so first you support them so that they have this high, they see that instead of crawling on the floor they're walking and then you let go but you don't let go until you see that they're ready to kind of do it on their own and it could be that it's more painful for you to watch their their kind of bewilderment and uncertainty than they're scared they think that you let go because you abandoned them but the truth is is that you don't let go until you realize that they're ready it's the hardest thing in the world but you know that it's only by doing that that they're going to get to walk and the same thing with taking off training wheels and he has you know different examples but in, in Avoda also, we have Pesach, 
right? They have, we have the Makis and the Kriyas Yamsov and other clarity that Shifcha Bayam was able to see yeah. what even Yechazchel Ben Buzi, right? And then all of a sudden they're in the Midbar. They're 49 days in the Midbar until they get to Matan Taira. And then ultimately we, uh, you know, the, the, we get, go through the whole year until you get to Sukkis where, where you're dancing with the Taira. There's, there's different stages. You know, you talk about there's, there, there's dreams. In certain Lashonis you'll say that there's Tainug and Rotson and then it leads to Amuna. But there's dreams. A person, you know, Mike, you want to be Michael Jordan. Uh, that's old. But you, you want to be Kobe Bryant, I guess. Well, maybe not him. So you, you have... I can relate to Michael Jordan. Right. I so, mean, not relate to him. For, you know, first the person has dreams and they're yeah. on top of the world. And then there's work. You know, to really make it, to really make things work, it means you're not going to go out with your friends, and you're going to have a lot of frustrations. I think I saw a quote on Aisha Torah's website. It says, "Failure is a privilege reserved for those who try." Mm. So he says, first you have dreams, and then you have the desire, and then at a certain point you turn around and you climb the mountain, and then you have like full integration, and things are, you know, it becomes it becomes a part of you. It wasn't my example. I probably got it from someplace. Failure, but anyway, failure. Oh, that, that was a good quote. Yeah. Failure is a privilege reserved, reserved for those who try. But anyway, so so he says, <laughs> so, so so he says this isn't bidyeved. The world is established this way that there's that there's challenge, and then part of our avoda is birur. Again, Rabbi Tatz was talking about that in a, in a different context. But the question is why? What's the tachlis of it? So what, why do we have it? Partially, the answer is because in order to have the ultimate good and to be God, uh, to be God-like, so then we have to make ourselves into a no-sane. We have to be invested. We have to build our own uh, our own way and our own godless because the ultimate good is to be similar to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And if I, and, and there's no there's no greater difference than than between a giver and receiver. So if a Kaddish Baruch Hu just give us without us deserving it, so that would be Namad Chisufa and and that whole Tyra. But anyway, so but for now let's kind of stay a little grounded. So Kaddish Bar- so the Sefer says, what is the tachlis that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted this avoda of birer? Just make it clean to begin with. Clear. So we already saw last time that for some reason there was destruction because there was no Berchas HaTayra. Let's see what the Bach says. Berchas HaTayra Ma'od Tzarech Lizar to be very careful. So the Bach says, it's a very big question. Let's be honest. Not saying Berchas HaTayra. Does that seem like the biggest deal? You're telling me that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed because they were skipping Berchas HaTayra? And we already saw if the if the base of Mikdash was destroyed because they were busy gripping Berachas Atayra, and the Chachamim back then, then the VM couldn't figure it out. It means that they were learning Torah. They weren't abandoning Torah. They on the outside they were doing everything they were supposed to do. So they weren't making the bracha. Like what does that mean? So he says that the kavana of our Kaddish Baruch Hu is that we should be Isaac in Torah in order to develop and align ourselves with the source he's going to go through this Lashen, which is with the Torah. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah as it were as a Matana, so that we have it. And we can be bound up and fused and davuk. We'll see more what that means. Which is our entire essence. So let's go through this. So Makar Moitse Torah to be with the source. Halo Zat Smuso Yizbarach. 
The Taira is Ki'ilu Kiviyachal at Musa Yisbarach. To be Davuk to Akadish Baruch Hu, it means learning Torah. We've discussed this in the past, and we're going to touch on it now again. Tzarech Ladas, Ki Masha Amru Chazal, that Akadish Baruch Hu, we all say God used the Torah as a blueprint. He looked into the Torah and he created the world. So, you know, it's funny when I was looking over this to prepare it. On one hand, I was saying like, well, so many of the examples and the types of things that I was, you know, going to use or that align, I said like, well, we've kind of referenced and used those a lot before. On one hand, I don't want to totally repeat myself. And on the other hand, you know, you realize that as it comes together, it, you know, it does. It, it starts to form like a hashkafa and a framework. So a lot of the concepts we have touched on and they start coming full circle. Mm. You know, we said lo nemarak ala mazeh. It doesn't. It, it, it's not that the the Torah. We've said before. It's not that the Torah is an instruction manual. The Torah is a physics book. So if you're going to design, you know, a sound system, so then Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the Torah, everything is contained is contained within it. Now we, we've said before. We're going to see that that. A person who learns Torah is davik. It's not just that the Torah is like the rule book of the world. It's even more so than that. You could have somebody who has a thousand rules and he picks three of the rules and makes a system based on those three rules. The Torah is more than that because it's also kiilu like a kaddish baruch hu hashem. It's like a kaddish baruch hu's thought process. You know, kiviyachol. But we'll get to that. So he says it's not. We're not just talking about oilam hazeh. It, it gets a little bit clouded almost because of, you know the stories in in Torah. But he says the the principles in Torah aren't just Eilam Hazeh, but it's all of the spiritual world, so to speak. It's all of it's all of the creation. It's everything that a Kaddish Baruch Hu went on to to develop as as a Bria. From from the very start of anything that a Kaddish Baruch Hu was going to make. Right, we we've already said the world is really yesh me ayin, but in a certain sense, you could say it's almost like ayin mi yesh. In other words, Hakadosh Baruch Hu was the Ein Sof. There was yeah. infinity all over the place, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu had to be whatever it means mitzamtzim himself. Mm-hmm. But Hakadosh Baruch Hu had to make a hechtimtza that would be something that resembled uh, a, a a reality that could develop into a creation for whatever his purposes were, mm-hmm. and Hakadosh Baruch Hu aligned these things with the principles of Tyra. Mamish kasher aluv b'tzono apasha livro alamos lahatzal and salim hibit petayra. So. All of this was in line. The Torah was a framework. It says that Torah was created before the world, but the principles as expressed in Torah and as they are in the Yeshev and Panam Torah, all of those, the, all of the Bria is contained, not, not that the Torah comes afterwards, but or the Torah came first, and all of those principles were derived from Torah. Now, since the, the, the Torah is really an expression almost of Das Hashem, so the Torah has infinite capacity, we have it aligned up in certain words. Anyway, Kasav Ramchal, he may ena matzias hamiti shelo yizbarach v'yakar umayla may ena mitas mylasa yizbarach that Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's one of almost the the miracles, but we we've you know just as a similar not not a, not exactly, but you know if if a person wants to express something, mm-hmm. so they express it in an analogy. So what's the purpose of a mashal? The purpose of an analogy is I have a principle, and you can understand that principle. But the problem is, is we don't speak in a certain sense the same language, right? So I so if I understand physics, or I understand you know philosophy, and you you know you understand sports, I'll give you a sports analogy, something like that, so that you can come around to understand the principle that I'm trying to express. 
So, so the Torah doesn't mean that the the, the Torah. When we say Hakadosh Baruch Hu is unquantifiable, but the the Torah is a vehicle that was designed, as it were, as as a way almost that we can. In, at least in the form that we have it, that we can relate to it for us. But the principles expressed by the Torah are infinite, right? The, the, the form that we have the Torah in is something that we can relate to. But when we engage the Torah and the principles, Shibo, and we understand, like we said last time, the Shaklavataria, and we understand the thought process of the Torah, what that enables us to do is engage with these principles of of the infinite. It sounds very abstract, but we'll Even try. The Torah, we're, we're going to be we're going to be able Torah, to ground this a little bit more. We're talking about the Torah. Torah which, principles of Torah in general. Principles in Torah are fine, not finite. They're they're not. They're they're, in, they're, they're 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 principles expressed in a way that we can attach ourselves to to, to MS really. In other words, another, another, it's like, it, it, yeah, right, we're the ones that are, except not in Shama, but, but it's like, you know, you, you have to align yourself with something. It, it, it's mm-hmm. not, you, you're living in a certain world. It's like a person who says, mm-hmm. you know, one person's on a certain type of a diet, another person says that I'm not on a diet. So that doesn't mean that he's just going to starve himself to death. Maybe his diet is Twizzlers, or his diet is mostly starches, or whatever he wants mm-hmm. to eat. Everybody is doing something, and even if what they're doing is just whatever they want, so then it'll be defined by whatever they enjoy. But you, you have to be living according... The Torah is the principles of MS. You, you can't say, so if you're not going to align yourself with principles of Torah, then it'll be what? Based on subjective principles? It'll be based on your whims? It'll be based on contemporary things? You, you, ha- you have to have some sort of a framework of thinking about things. Mm-hmm. So what we do when we learn Torah is we start adopting those principles. We start adopting that way of thinking. When we relate to something as good, we all have, I mean, there are certain things like mishpatim. There are certain things everybody understands that murder is bad, right? Mm-hmm. I think I remember where David Gottlieb one time used an example. He says, if somebody's walking by a swimming pool and they see a, a one-year-old fall in the pool and drown, do they really have bechira whether to save the person? In other words, everybody has certain in, you know, innate principles of right and wrong. So now that becomes, as that becomes less and less clear, so then where do those principles come from? When a person, when a person learns principles of Torah, and it's not just learning, you know, men, women, children, whatever it is, you're operating on a certain framework. The Torah that we have is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us to be able to align ourselves with Emesdik principles. So now when I tell you something, you're going to have certain reactions, certain thought process, certain instinct. When you absorb the Torah principles, so then you essentially become Tairas Chai or Ashas Chai. You become a living Taira. Mm-hmm. You, you, you are the embodiment of those principles. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? The Bach is telling us this idea in the Dharam, that Moshe originally was, uh, was forgetting until HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it to him with a Matana, and Rav Yerucham explains what does it mean that it was a Matana, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Moshe Rabbeinu Beteva. What does that mean? What HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us was a way that the Torah could become our uh, uh, integrated and incorporated into our Hanhaga, that we could live it. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the, the Rebbe gives an interesting thing. He's He has uh, an essay, I was going to mention the essay later, but in part of the essay... Mm-hmm. 
um, that comes after Chovas HaTalmidim, so before Hachshar Sevrechem, he says, now that I've given you all of these Hashkafas, so now you should also go on to work on your Midos. And one of the, one of the things he, he says in his own words is he says, listen, if you learn things that are principles of MS, and you don't live by them, so then there's only two possibilities. Either you're gonna for, you'll, you'll have to forget it and undermine it and say it's not that important, or you, what you're going to have to do if you don't want to live by it is, uh, is distort it. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Yisrael Salantar, has, he, he says something similar also. You, those are the only two possibilities. You can't learn something. Right? If, if you learn 5 plus 5 is 10, and yet you want to doctor your books, you either have to, you're either going to just learn to ignore 5 plus 5 is 10, right? Whatever, you're either going to have to ignore the principle, or you're going to have to distort the principle to be in line with what you're doing. So those two things have to go hand in hand. A person has to be able to learn and also to incorporate mm-hmm. at the same time. So he, so he says, not just in terms of midos, but in terms of integrating Torah into who you are, shakal ratzon kol shava kol kol pu'ula shalano Torah. That way you can live it. You, you can bring it, it, it again, and it has to go in tandem. It has to go hand in hand. If you're learning it as an intellectual study, then you're not addressing it and encountering it as a living, uh, a, 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 not, not as a document, as living not just an ideology, but as a hanhaga, as, as what you are. Again, you, you know, you, you, you open things up. There, there are things we spoke about earlier, the difference between the seichel and the lev. When it's one of the differences between, let's say, having a, a translation, right? I mean, anything. When you hear a song, you can tell in a second whether it's a happy song or a sad song, right? When you see, you know, when you relate to something that falls down instead of falling up. There are certain principles that you just relate to as your reality. By HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving a way that we can relate to the Torah and Teva, what he was doing is he was giving us an avenue where we can incorporate Torah into being what we live. It's not just that it'll be this abstract spiritual thing. It's something that we can learn to live. That there are mitzvahs, you know, there are mitzvahs and losa'ases that each involve and relate to a different physical aspect of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We said one time before. There's, there's. I heard one time somebody who was about tshuva was like blown away. I don't remember if it was either Asher Yotzar or Lashon Hara or tying the right shoe first, but it was something that you know somebody who grows up with it might think that it's something almost seemingly mundane. I think it was Asher Yotzar, and he it might have been Asher Yotzar, and he was blown away that a person could find meaning in everything. Mm-hmm. In other words, that that there's no extra pieces. It's not that you could you could live on your own terms, and if you just want to stay in bed all day, so then you know, okay, so you won't live an elevated life. You could literally find meaning and structure and see see purpose in every element of your day. That, that if a person is going to live Torah and it'll become Teva, but his natural, he'll become part of him. So then you get to a point where, where David HaMelech says, that David HaMelech says that he got up and his feet like led him to the base Medrash, right? And you could, 
you could see it. In other words, if I decide to uh, take a cup off the table, so I don't, I, I, not in any sort of a, uh, a cognitive way, I'm not really thinking, well, okay, the way to get that is to take my hand. You know, if you're driving a car, so if you've been driving for, you, you don't have to think about like, right. which do I turn the right. steering wheel counterclockwise right. or clockwise to go right, right or left? Walking. It's just walking. part of how I do things, right? So, yeah. and you can even see somebody, you know, learning to type, right? When I, when I mean, I, if, I, if a person who knows how to type well, so they don't think about which keys go where uh, or playing the piano. That's just how you do it. If I want you to type a certain word, this is how you do. And your fingers almost take on a life of their own. My legs know what to do. My fingers know what to do. And the more that you integrate and you incorporate the mitzvahs and the Torah, so... The, 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 your body takes on a life of its own. It learns what to live, principles of Torah. That you say, I can't, st-, you know, there's a famous story by Rav Moshe Feinstein. He was like, I, I'm probably misquoting the story, but it's true enough. He was going to go someplace and he was like in a rush and somebody was davening Shmonesrei, so somebody told him, you know, afterwards, like, why didn't you pass by him? So he said, you know, it was within his Dalat Amis. Somebody said, okay, it's a hector, yeah, this, that. He says, but there was a wall there. Halachically, as far as in my reality, Reality, there was a blockage in front of the person. I couldn't walk into, I can't walk through a wall, right? So when you look at it that way, the same way fire is abstract also, you probably, no matter how much you wanted to, couldn't get yourself to stick your hand into a fire. Mm-hmm. Your, your finger wouldn't let you do it. it, it, it would, you would instinctually, instinctively pull away. Mm-hmm. His, his feet brought him, that that became who they were, and this is, so the Chachma is literally incorporated and becomes part of who we are and our Evarim, and this is the site of the mitzvahs. We always say, oh, there's 248 mitzvahs and 368 losas, and it sounds cute. And he says, this is, it's, it's not a cute thing. Everything is adapted. The Torah, we already said that the Torah relates to our neshama. The Torah is designed, it's made for us to, to relate to and to, to grow. It's, it's one thing. And the Torah is designed so that we can develop ultimately into our true selves and our true selves. It's chelik elokamimal. Mm-hmm. The imu and the Bach continues. I'm how you always can be Torah kavana kazos how you hema more more kava vehechal shchinasa yisbarach v'haisa shchina mamish bekirbam right v'shachanti v'socham. Once we do this and we become godly because the Torah is godly principles, right? So at that point we say that the shchina is shaira in us. Right? We, we've already said before, in a certain sense, it's very abstract thought. You know, the Rambam says that, well, in any situation, so there's, if I'm thinking about something, there's the thinker, there's me, there's the thought process, I'm thinking about something, and then there's the thing that I think about. But because HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have parts, right, then, then it's, all, it's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right. So whatever that means, just yeah, it's hard to understand, yeah, but just yeah. take it as a given. We yeah. can, when you go step by step, you can understand it, but it's hard to understand what it means. But in general, a person is their thought process. If you woke up and you were in somebody else's body, but you had your likes and dislikes and goals and aspirations, you would still relate to yourself as who you are. You wouldn't think that part of me is the other person, right? So that's how you identify. So if the Torah is Ki'ilu, the Torah is a Baruch Hu, and we start thinking, we quoted the Baal Tani one time, we think godly 
principles, it ends up being that just like I, my fingers can type on a typewriter and I can't put my hand into a fire and I wouldn't get myself to drink poison, I don't know. So the same way that I couldn't get myself to drink not kosher and I, you know, I wouldn't be able to force myself to, I don't know, not put on tefillin, whatever it is. Right. So then if those principles are principles that are a Kaddish Baruch himself and I adopt those principles so that that becomes instinctively who I am, then I am literally davuk with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm, I'm living godly principles. And, and that, that's where the Shekhinah connects to, to us and on an individual level and ultimately on a, on a, a, a communal level. HaKavana Be'ezek HaTorah Tzrichos Leo's back in the Sefer, Shriyo Sheshchina on Tzadik Da'ad, Sheshchina Tikba Dirasenu B'Kirbeinu Mamish, what we're describing. V'anachniyem Merkava V'heichel HaShchina, we become literally Dovok to HaKadosh Baruch we become a Merkava. If a person is driving a car or riding a bike, you don't say that there's two things there. You say the, the, the car is just the driver, you know, your shoes, you know, whatever it is. When there's a chariot, that's what it means. A chariot has no identity of its own. You know, maybe it facilitates facilitates, facilitates the driver being able to get where he wants to go. Yeah, sorry. But the, but it doesn't have any personality uh, any personality of its own. The body is the merkava almost of the neshama, right. right? The same neshama is manifesting itself in your pinky toe and your eyeballs and whatever it is. The way that it comes out of your eyes, it relates to vision. The way it comes out of your ears, it relates to hearing. But it's the same. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's, 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 sorry. It's the same thing. <laughs> Uh, that the, the Iker Shechina, the where we say Shechina is Shochen, the resting, the manifesting, the Iker Shechina is really down here. Now, Mitama Kamas Etzel Ratzah HaKadosh Baruch Hu L'Hashos Iker Shechina Sudafka Ba'olam Gash Mizeh. Like, why in the world? It's hard to understand. We're not even coming to address why would HaKadosh Baruch Hu care? You know, it's, it, it, it's hard to understand. You know, all of a sudden you decide that you're going to be like the king of the ant farm. So, like, you know, you're going to, you know, you say how powerful you are. You're going to, like, you know, you're going to put up little flags in an ant farm and it'll have your face on. It and like, like why Akharaj Baruch Hu cares about right. Melech Am, right, right. but but an Am has to relate to you. That's why we need Bechira. Nobody would say you're king of the ants. You know, it, 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 somebody has to accept you and relate to you in a certain way in order to declare you Melech. But on the other hand, like why Akharaj Baruch Hu wants it that the Shechina should manifest in this world is for hidden reasons. As Adam Arishon Hashkacha Hanhagi is Baruch Gluya Lein Kol V'Chein Yeh LaAsid Shenemar Kiayim Bain Yeru B'Shavashem it was more manifest. You could see. You could see through it. The Shechina, or the visible manifestation and the Giloi, removed itself little by little. I, I recently saw. It's it's funny. I have a. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen this. They have these. Um, photo mosaics where you can actually go online and you can pick like a hundred pictures from your phone or something and you pick one picture and then it'll make it that it'll play around with the shading so that the one picture is made up of like a hundred little pictures so if you go really close you could see all hundred pictures but if you look at it from far away then it's not so grainy it looks like one thing and you have to play around with the shading of it so if the shading of each individual picture is very light it's much clearer that you can see the the let's say it's a picture of my face. So if the shading of all the little pictures is very light, it's easy to see my face. But if the shading of the individual pictures is darker, so then, you know, it looks more grainy. It's hard. You have to really stand much farther back to see what the whole picture is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the magic eye, whatever it is. Yeah. So it's almost like we have this world and it manifests physically when there's a clear gilui, so then you could see much clearer the overall picture.
picture and the overall giloy, and you can see a Kaddish Baruch Hu coming through it. And the more distant a Kaddish Baruch Hu is, the more like almost hidden it is. It seems like everything has its own personality mm-hmm. and everything is on its own. But but really, so a Kaddish Baruch Hu became more more behelam. He became more more behester upon him. And then after the Chayda Rishon that the Shechina was getting removed, so then there was Avram Avinu and Yitzchak and Yaakov, and they were bringing the Shechina more down and making more of a giloy. And he says all of these tzaddikim were Isaac in, bring, in connecting the Shechina with this world and in bringing down a giloy so that it's it's more manifest. Uh, uh, yeah, it says there. Okay, fine. Uh, and he says that that, that was a time. It says that the that, that the Zuama left. Uh, so so one of the things he's he's okay. I, I want to move past this a little bit. But he says that if we want to know, therefore, kind of the state of the Giloi by Adam Rishon, and we know that Chazal tell us that 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 by Har Sinai the people were holding there by a lushan of uh, by by a by a makom of Adam Rishon prechait. So then we could see that the that we, we can look back at Maimon Har Sinai and we'll be able to extrapolate back certain things. And he says when Moshe Rabbeinu hired as a Torah, he mochur chlorid gamas hashchina ki ein lahafred beneyan. So we spoke last time already by Eish Das. We say you can chas you could take the Torah and leave God on the table, so to speak. Right? I can say it. But in other words, a person who looks at a lot of its perspective, right? A person who approaches Torah in the way that we've been discussing, it opens up new worlds. It, it molds him, and he finds himself within it. The the, the shechina comes with the Torah. If you just look at it as a bunch of bullet pointed minutia, you, you'll get schar. You'll talk about Torah. There's different elements of Torah, but that's not what we're talking about. That's not berchas ha Torah. Right, that's that when you make a bracha on something. So there's different pshatim over there. You make a bracha on something. You're appreciating what you're approaching. You're appreciating what it is. What we're talking about is connecting Hakadosh Baruch Hu to the world. And this is where we start to ground it. We sit down to learn, and not just to learn, but to live halacha. Again, whether you're man, you're woman, whatever it is, this is our framework of relating to reality. And when you look at Torah, are you looking at it as these are rules that we have to live by? It's our rule book, or are you looking at it as as again? It's a religion, it's an ideology, it's a framework for how you relate to things. You need to relate to things some way, mm-hmm. right? It's not just like, you know, I look at certain things. This is a book, this is a cup, this is a table, and then I can look in a dictionary to see how other languages relate to it. But to me, this is a cup. It's defined in a certain way. Everybody's going to have their system of definitions. Mm-hmm. When we look at the Torah, it's giving us God's system of definitions. It gives us a way to relate to, to reality as it is. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, he gives a mashal, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't just give us the Torah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu stayed in heaven, and he gave us the Torah as something to live by. No, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, came with the Torah. This is how we live, and he gives a mashal as a king who married off his only daughter, so he wasn't going to separate let, let the prince take his daughter uh, from, from Medrash. The, the, he, he couldn't keep the prince by him, and he couldn't let the, the prince take his daughter away. So he said, I'll tell you what, you'll go to your palace, but you'll make a room for me, and I'll come, I'll come with it. So the Torah is what gives us access to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. Similar, also, if somehow you were able to access my innermost thoughts, right? We've said before, 
Kurva is when we say closeness, right? That's really a, a, that's really a, 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 in machshava. When you say you're close to somebody, you could have a very close friend that you barely speak to that's a hundred miles away, and you could have you could be you know alone in a crowd. When you identify with somebody and you appreciate them and you're sensitive to their needs, right? You're 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 you're, you're on vacation and you're a thousand miles away from your wife, and all of a sudden you pass a store and you're like, oh, you know, my life, my, my wife would have liked this. Uh, she, well, you see something, you say, my wife would have thought that was funny or something. Mm-hmm. That's a closeness yeah. when, when, when you're identifying with a certain thing. This is what it means, that have a bracha. We say, that they didn't have brachas of Torah. The tachlis of Torah is ashras ashchina. This is what you're approaching Torah with. Until the learner becomes a living Taira. In Gemara we say Aliba is according to, it's on his lave. He becomes a living Taira. The whole community can become a, a Taira Dick community. And, and, and we're going to see, this is what we're going to go through. Uh, we don't have much time left, but that's okay. This is what we're going to go through, and we're going to say, and when a, a person doesn't engage this, when a person just has Torah as a system of, of laws, right? It's just it's just a bunch of bullet points, do's, don't move the chair. It's a bunch of bullet pointed do's and don'ts. So, so then then they're losing this entire aspect. There, there, there's something that's, there's, there's a gap. There's no connection there. And once there's no connection between God and the world, so then it's not that the, the Eretz Yisrael was destroyed as punishment for not making Berchas Torah. It's that by not saying, by not having Berchas Torah, by not having this element, there was no connection there. No. There was just no juice. The, the leaf was right. off the tree. Right. It just withered right. away and died. No, no chiyos. Right, right, and there, and therefore, and therefore, the the, the Bach continues, and uh, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter in a in a uh, a letter. We're going to see. We're going to we're finishing up along these lines. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter in a letter says that there's two elements to to learning. There's Limera Torah. You have to learn Torah, and you get schar for that. And there's Yediyas Torah, but there's incorporating it. There's making it your mindset. There's coming to Psak. There's being Madama Milsa La Milsa. There's living it. And he says he has a whole piece over there. He says for a person who has Yerushalayim, for a person who really looks at it in a certain sense in the way that we're talking about, so then you can engage in Yediyas HaTorah. And sometimes to do that, you're not always going to be learning. Sometimes to do that, it means it means having to leave your city and travel to go to a, to, to a different yeshiva. Sometimes it means going to sleep early. Some, it means bringing yourself to a position where you can live it. But if a person is just learning, so then so then every single second, you're going to get schar and you should learn. It says if a person doesn't have Yerushalayim, it would be better that they should just go and get schar and learn and not not kind of like approach if a person doesn't have Yerush Hashem and they're just trying to learn and, and, and engage Torah as like an ideology but on their own terms so then it becomes a tremendous distortion it's almost similar in a certain way where we quoted the Piazetchen before right. that's how you can have people that, that literally put together and you'll hear like Divrei Torah and sources and it's like Kfira or is it, you know it's a Shivan Panam Torah yeah Shivan Panam Torah have to be accepted if you're on like number, seven, number 71 which is like how do I fit Sukim into what I want to be true, you could have these like tremendously wacky distortions that are just not grounded in reality. Rabbi Shalom says, if you don't have Yerushimayim, you know what it's like? 
He says, you know, it would be like taking grain that he bases on a, on a Maimar Chazal. If you're taking grain and you're not taking the preservative, then it's going to spoil. It would be better for you not to take the grain and put it into the warehouse in the first place. If you're going to eat on the spot, so eat, learn, it's good. But if you're trying to build yourself, a, you know, a gathering of grain and you're going to store it for later and it takes time and you're going to work on it and you're not going to do it with the appropriate preservative in the appropriate way, so then it's just going to become, it's going to become distorted and spoiled. So he says, this is, and this is, this is what Bircha Satira is. When we learn like this, that's when we have the Shechina, that's when we connect it, that's when we live reality, we're Dovuk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. we bring, why did Hashem want this in our world? We don't know, it's a hidden reason, we're not discussing it. But our comment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted it, then we become a Makom for the Shechina. Fine. And he says that this Pamayashamala, what do you mean you're connecting? You're connecting Hashkoche El Yona and with Adam and Kaychasa Nefesh and Gufo. You're making it one. You're, you're, all of a sudden, your instinct, you, you, you can't, you wouldn't be able, you'll gag on something that's not kosher, mm-hmm. right? You can't get yourself to walk into a, into a church mm-hmm. any more than you could get yourself to walk into, right? You, you wouldn't go. And above, there's also a similar dynamic. What's going on down here reflects what's going on up there. And when a person learns Torah, and this is what a person is engaging. And he literally comes to a point where he changes. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to fight. And the, the, the Balat in, in, uh, in one of his like you know kind of sweeping hashkafes, uh, 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 is he, he talks about it as like he says there's two forces fighting over a small city. So you can have you can have an area I think around looking at somebody use this marshal, but you can have a, you can have a thing where there's two countries and king a takes over takes over the the country b and now all of a sudden like who knows you know the way it's going you know soon soon russia you know i don't know china is going to take over america right mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you have a flag up and everybody's wearing their uniform but how do people identify Right, Victor Miller tells a story of like Jews that escaped Germany or someplace, and and they ended up like they had to leave in the middle of the night, and they ended up like being put up someplace, and they're in somebody's house, and it was like I don't know somehow the it was uh like like the. German, a new year, I don't know what it was, and the German like national anthem came came on, and there was like tears in the guy's eyes, you know, that it was like, you know, fatherland or whatever. They identified in a certain yeah. way. People say, yeah. you know, the Jewish, the Jewish American or American Jew. Yeah. Yeah. You identify in a certain way. So it could be that I still too. I live by your laws and I carry your flag, but I identify as myself. And then you get to a point where I start identifying by the other culture. Uh, you know, you know, and and, and where, where does this come to a head? Where, do, where does this come to a place where you can really tell a difference where somebody is holding by how much you're repulsed by the opposite? So, you know, the muscle that, that he used was, 
was that, you know, you have a kid that loves to play in the mud. I probably told you this much before. You have a kid who loves to play in the mud. And, you know, he's very gishmak. And all of a sudden, you know, he gets a little older. And, okay, so now his mother makes him wear cleaner clothing. And she's going to yell at him if he plays in the mud. So he knows he's not supposed to. But when he sees his friends playing around and getting dirty, you know, with Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer, he wants to go play with them. But he knows that he's got to, you know, dress nicely and go to school, whatever it is. And as he becomes more and more refined, so at some point, you know, he refuses. He would never go play in the mud because that's beneath him. But he knows, like, kind of back in the day, that was gishmak. And then all of a sudden, you get to a level where the thought of rolling around in the mud, it repulses you. Like, why would I want to do that? That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Right? We mentioned this, you know, there's a difference where a person becomes a Baal and it's nice, and they have these, like, back-in-the-day type thoughts. Right. And there's a, there's a point where a person looks back and they said that the the thought of the fact that I engage in certain behaviors makes me want to gag. I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe that I did that. And, and he says, when the Ra is misbattle and an Adam, so he says, at some point, there's a war. At some point, you win the war. At some point, you know, the other side is battle to you. And it looks like from the outside that you won. I don't talk during Shachris anymore. But the conversation's interesting. I wish I could talk. I kind of want to listen, even though I'm not going to listen. And at some point, the thought of like, the thought of, you know, watching a movie on Tisha B'Av is like, you know, putting on a comedy in like a Shiva house. At some point, like you're appalled by the reverse. That's where you could really tell by where you're holding. Not just what you do, because you force yourself, but like your, your, your internal gag reflex, where there's no mulchama anymore. It changes. And the Ba'ath says, just to finish this up, Okay, Aval Atta, if you want, you, you can, you, you, if you're tired, you can sign off and listen to the last 10 minutes later. But I just, I just want to finish the chapter. So the Bach says, Aval Atta, She'avru Chaykzeh, Shalo Isku Batorikim Litzara, Chadvar Magashmim Lanasam. Now that we, that people were learning only because, Leida Hadinim, Tzarach Masu Matan. At some point, you'd relate to the Torah as an instruction manual. You need to know what to do, it's important. Gamlas goes, Laharos Chachmasam. Or Alzgaiva. So he says, when you do this, like we just said before, that Gaiva uh, anger cause a period. It, because what it does is it's like we, like we said the other day, instead of clearing the gunk out of the hose and maximizing the connection, what you're doing is you're... you're, you're squeezing and you're introducing yourself into it and you're introducing you know you're looking at something that's a clear picture but you're wearing dirty glasses right like mm-hmm. Rav Noah Huang says you have yogurt on your glasses right mm-hmm. but, but at some point if you're looking through lenses so then no matter what it is it's going to be a little bit distorted if a person's wearing a hearing aid no matter how clear the thing is you're hearing it through some sort of a distortion mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, when a person relates to Torah not as incorporating it into the way he thinks, but it's something that he's approaching against the backdrop of what he wants, against his Nagia, so then that's not aligning himself with God, that's causing a period. He's taking the very thing that it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Das, and he's making it different, and that causes a siluk in the Shechina. And that's why that causes destruction, because again, it's not really a destruction, it's just a lack of life. That's what it says, that why, why, why was the land destroyed, and it goes on to say uh, that, that they, they weren't saying Berchus HaTorah, 
You want to know what that's this is what we think when we say that we were chosen. Who delights in. You know what a game is? A game is something that 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 that's the way you think, not because you know when you do something, sometimes you do it for a particular purpose. You do it's a means to an end. When you're just enjoying listening to music or looking at a picture for the sake of it, you're delighting in it, it's a game, you're enjoying it. It means it doesn't have practical applications. It's something that you just relate to. When we say that means I know that this is the right thing, but I know that without like that pizza and french fries, I'm not going to come to the Motzei Shabbos learning program. So that'll push me to do what I know I really want to do. Right? Like the example that we used before. You know, I, I need three horses to pull me up the mountain, even though I know that when I get to the top of the mountain, the view will be so magnificent, and then I'll realize that really I didn't need the horses to get there at all. I would have been happy to get there. So that that's lo lishma balishma. But this lishma, this what we're talking about, this berchu b'torah tchila is le'ikuva. If you're approaching Torah as just like, you know, something against the backdrop of your negiyas, that's not what, that's not Torah. That, not in the same way. You'll get tzachar, I guess, you know, if you learn. But there's something fundamentally lacking. You're not attaching yourself to Hashem. And this is what the Baruch says, to grow and amplify. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to bridge that gap. We're trying to get rid of our Nagiyas. We're like Moshe Rabbeinu was on of me kol Adam, and that's why it's Tairas Moshe. That's the ultimate expression. You can learn all you want. You can go to Japan and open up all of like the you know the Japanese art scrolls in the world. It's not. You could be a big Talmud Chacham like they used to say, like you know people in Europe writing chidushim while smoking cigars on Shabbos. You could be brilliant, but if you're lacking this. If you're lacking this element, then you're you you never engaged to begin with. Like you said, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, Limud Torah versus Yediyas Torah. You ne- you never made it your das. You you just learned, which you'll get schar. It's good, but if you don't have Yerusha Shemayim, so then learn. It's important, but you you don't distort it. Don't distort Torah into your terms, because if you don't approach Torah in in, the, in that way, you're just going to end up. You're not. You're never going to engage to begin with. This is what it means that the Torah, the land was destroyed. It's not an onesh because. The bra- there was no bracha. Rather, as talking about Rotten Lis Achidem Kedusha Satoria Mevim Lis Atzmus Pekdusha. It's only the will, the approach, that when you address Torah and encounter it on these terms, that's what reinforces and brings the Kedusha. And that bridges the gap. You're, you're now engaging God's thought process. You're making it your own. And that's when you're Makadish yourself and the Eretz Yisrael. You're not going to make it into a living Torah. But rather, this is the destruction. This is when it withers away. There's no chiyas to it. 
We talked about this when we were talking about it all goes together. It makes it makes one big picture, right? It, it, we talked about this when we talked about Hanukkah, when we talked about Yavan, when we talked about you know the the, the, the idea between a, a, a ideology or an academia or a body of knowledge versus what their problem was. It's that it's that it's what Yavan had on its own terms was you know maybe beautiful and it was a good expression, but when you divorce beauty as an expression of something panemius and you just turn it into a chitzainius, you know, aesthetically pleasing something, so that's when you get to, you know, znos, whatever it is, that, that becomes something that's that, that, that's not, chen is an expression of an inner beauty, right? A lot of times, uh, in one of the Aguda Q&A sessions that had Rav Brudny and Rav Aaron Lopiansky, so they were talking about pictures of Shaduchim. So one of the points that, that Ron made is he said, you know, so many times, if you think about all the people that you know that are popular and have a certain chain, most of the times it won't come across in a picture. So you're robbing yourself, you know, by, by, if you only relate to something on, on terms of the chitzainius, you're robbing yourself from, from, from being able to, to relate to, you know, you, you might think people are very attractive based on a certain way that they hold themselves or, you know, now, Rav Chaim Velazhin says, you always start learning Lodashma. You're not going to be 14 years old, 13 years old, 10 years old, and learning Lashma, 20 years old, 25 years old. You're always going to grow. So don't look at somebody who's learning Lodashma and think that it's a low level, because to get to step 100 on the ladder, by definition, you're going to start off lower. So you're not doing anything wrong. But over here, we're saying that it's Likuva. You can't do it. So he says that the Pachad Yitzchak, that Rav asks a question uh, and he leaves it as a tzarech iyan, but he says Ulai, what we're, uh, the the the, uh, the our sugya is what we're talking about uh, because he says um, oh because this is sorry go back this is where Chaim Velazhin says that uh, you have to start at the bottom rung it's this point <laughs> he says but it has to be that I'm doing it knowing that that's where I want to get to Badsam, I would love to learn Lishma, but I can't force myself to do it so I'll make myself a goal if I'm able to do it for half an hour then I'll give myself a reward so he says so he says this idea that it has to be with an end goal of Lishma, why is that the end if a lishma balishma, that's what Chazal say. Why does it have to be that it's with an end goal of lishma? So, so Volbi says, Ulai, this is the issue. What he means is, you can use Lailishma as the temporary, as the interim motivator, but in order for you to be learning it all, you have to encounter it from the perspective of this Berchas Torah that we're discussing, or else what you're learning is not even really Taira, not in these terms. You're learning it, you'll get schar, but you're not, you're not addressing it as, as bridging the gap of, between you and Anakadosh Baruch Hu from Makam of Yerushamayim. It's only, yeah, okay, I, I want to do it, but you know what? So I'm going to feel much better. I'll get more covet if I know more, so then I'll use covet as my, 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 my local motivator. Right, so he says, mm-hmm. As much as this sounds very lofty, 
you, you can't ignore it. You can't ignore this point because it's so otherwise fundamental to, if you're going to be a Ben Tyra, I was talking about the Ben Nevi'im, right? So if you're going to be a Ben Tyra, you're going to be, you might not be a Lamdan yet, but you're going to live by Torah principles. You have to know what they are so you can't not learn this parak. You have to know these principles and you have to know what you're looking at if you're going to, uh, you know, if you're going to move on and proceed and, and want to uh, want to engage Torah and grow in a Vodish you, you have to know what uh, what we're talking about over here. Okay, Shkayach. Mm. Mm.